that you don't have to have these things super set. You have plenty of time to figure them out. And there is actually so much value in figuring it out. Compete with no one. Compete with yourself. Because I heard what you said. You said, you know, you're doing all the things and, you know, you got this and you got that talking about me. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, if only you knew how much more I, I what more gears I can go to, you know. And so be inspired by your own potential, by your own, you know, possibilities. And 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 don't don't compare your journey. Don't compare your journey to the next person. Stay in your lane, you know. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hey you guys, Maestro here, coming at you live with another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I'm doing it very, in a very different way. We're actually in my living room. I have sitting across from me someone that I'm pretty sure you know from social media. She has changed her name once. Her old name is actually on her license plate. I just saw it. I was like, wow, that's branding at its finest. She hails from Alabama. Say it, say it. What, Roll Tide? Yeah, you gotta say it. <laughs> She's been a PT since 2012, uh, but she takes a little bit of a different approach, and on social media, she's real heavy on the movement, the exercise, the the Yanni-style side of things. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Dr. Ayana Proctor. Welcome, friend. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> doctor. So, Yanni, may I call you Yanni? Of course. <laughs> That's what everyone knows me as anyway. We just had a discussion before we recorded this. We had a discussion about uh, leading with doctor or not. So that's why I was giving a little hard time. But why don't you tell the folks your background, PT school, where you're at now, whatever you want to share. Okay. Uh, I hail from a small town in Alabama called Elba. Um, I went to PT school at Alabama State University. Go Hornets. Uh, graduated in 2012. After that, I took a job in New York, worked in Yonkers, worked in the Bronx, outpatient clinic, and um, I was, this is, let me tell you this story. Come this on. is crazy. And I, you know how they always say you never should talk about your salary or you should never, you know, share what you earn. You should or, always share that, but yes. <laughs> right, but there, there's a thing. So I think it's just to protect the, you know, the big guy, but they say never, never say. So um, one day... I was I always worked late because it took me forever to do all them damn notes. So I was there late, and one of the girls called me from the front, and they said, "Look at this." And I was like, "What? What is it?" It didn't have my name on it. It was addressed. It was a fax for another therapist, and she had um, sent her pay stub, and it showed how much she earned. And I was like, "Wow, she she earned like way more than I did." And she was only out of school one year before me, and she was one of the laziest therapists that I ever worked with. And I'm new. I'm a new grad, but I get it. You know, I'm just like, and I had been kind of griping, asking for an annual review, thinking I'd get a raise. I thought that was standard, right? I've been here a year. Yeah. Let's talk about my performance so I can get more. And um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I got it. I got to go. Because, like, they're underpaying me, you know, by significantly. Yeah, by a lot. So 
just that facts coming in and me being there late, you know, that perfect marriage was when I decided to start traveling. So I took a travel job like two years huh, after graduation. Yeah, two years after graduation, I traveled forever up until last yes. last uh, March. And so you guys listening, last March was in 2019. Mm-hmm. So who knows oh, people yeah. are going to listen to this. Yeah, yeah, but true. But that was 2019. So you did that for like what, from 2013 to 2019? You, yeah, give or take, yeah. Six years. Mm-hmm. Why travel, Yanni? Well, you know, our our good friend who you've never met, but uh, my my sister from another Mr. Pam. Pam. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so Pam, she she went right out of the gate. into. She was my roommate in PT school, and we we – developed a bond she's a good friend of mine and so right outside of PT school she decided to travel she was like I'm going to travel because I don't know what setting I want to be in Um. and then I was like I was too too timid I'm thinking all of our instructors told us don't travel because you don't know what you're doing you're going to be sent off into this middle of nowhere and be the only therapist you have no one to rely on or bounce questions off no mentorship nothing don't do it and Pam was like wait a minute I learned quickly and so she decided to I love She was like, I'm going to go and do it. They earn so much more. Why not me? And I was, like I said, I was a little bit more timid. So I would talk to her when I'm working in New York and I was telling her how miserable I was, you know, doing, seeing so many people and, you know, working so many hours and there was no room, seemed like no room to increase my yeah. pay. And so, um, everyone in my family was encouraging me. You should just do what Pam's doing. Won't you do what Pam's doing? And I was like, mm, I don't have enough experience yet. I was just too scared. So, uh, after that, after finding out old girl was getting paid more than I was, um, I had no chance to really increase my pay. I said, I gotta, I gotta switch it up. And that's what I did. I kind of followed in Pam's footsteps, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I'm happy I did too. I really this am. Is, I had no idea. Oh, so let's keep going with it before asking more questions. Let's keep going with that. You mm-hmm. went into travel. Where were some of the places that you went and where, what are you doing now? Okay. Uh, first position I took was in Kingston, New York which I, I only knew New York City. Yeah, there's um, just like other places besides Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh. There was like cows and trees, and I was like, where am I, you know? Yanni <laughs> loves the livestock <laughs> and the the life outside of our traditional animals we see. You went into one place, and every day Yanni was taking stories of the wild turkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was day. Mariposa, California. <laughs> but, yeah, so when I was, like I said, I, was, they t- I took my first travel job upstate New York. I was like, where am I? It was foreign territory. It was in an independent living facility. And um, I was like, this isn't so bad. What I liked about it, it was kind of like clinicals. There was a start date and an end date. Like I had a contract and I really liked that. I was like, I had something to look forward to. Like I didn't feel trapped. Like I'm going to be here doing the same thing. So that, that was, I was on the hook after the first contract. I was like, oh, I like this. So I took my next job in Texas, stayed there for a few months, took another job. I was like, I'm going to go home. I went back to Alabama. I worked there for like 10 months. And then I and then I took a job out in Arizona. I stayed in Arizona for three years. Loved it. Lo- explored, hiked, uh, hot air balloon. I did so many what? things in my leisure. Yeah. And then I worked and it was, like I said, it was contract after contract after contract in Arizona that I gained a lot of experience. I uh, met a lot of cool people. And so I was on the hook. I liked traveling. I didn't really see an end, but I'll tell you when I did. I just, my end came when I realized I, I worked in every setting. I did independent um, living, assisted living, skilled nursing, outpatient, inpatient rehab. I did every setting. And there was a bit of nervousness before going mm-hmm. into this, like, oh my God, I haven't been an outpatient yeah. in two years, you know? And then I do it, I get back in the swing of things. I'm like, this is like riding a bike. 
you know, patient care is very consistent, but you just have to adapt to the different setting. And once I realized it was kind of the same thing, different place, I got a little bored. How long did that take? Um, it took, I would say, four four years or oh, so. Oh, a good run. Simply because I was, within that time frame, I was trying new facilities. Like when he would, my recruiter would present, oh, I got a sniff. And I'm like, oh, I did that. No, thank you. What about an independent, I mean, uh, uh Assisted in, living? No, no, no. I meant to say inpatient rehab. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, what are you independent? Not independent living. living. That is a such thing, though. But I mean, like, um, inpatient rehab. I'm like, I haven't been in that setting. Let's try that. Since since clinicals, you know. And once I do it, you know, be there three months, six months. I'm like, all right, what's next? Been there, done that. What's next? Yeah. So after I had, you know, done that so many times, I'm like, it's the same thing, just a different place. You did all these places. I so I, I'm thinking back to like I started following Yanni. Years ago, I was still living in, I don't know, I guess Brooklyn, and my one of the aides at the physical therapy clinic I worked at, Tupel, her name is Tupel, was like, you should follow this girl, fit doctor. And <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And this was years ago. Like, I was still treating. Mm-hmm. So this is like 2015, 2014. And I remember, you know, following you from then and then moving forward. And like, I remember you doing like calisthenics I, don't, I call them calisthenics but it's yanni style workouts. body weight stuff it really is but it's like not traditional like i'm just gonna do some squats and he's like jumping on this shit hanging from something else oh. and like med balls are flying everywhere so it's very much yanni style but like you were doing them in these like i remember like the different places you stayed like the different homes that you'd be in like oh i can't really jump in this one and yeah. like how you had worked around that you went to all these places alone yan i would say uh where was i new york alone texas i'm i was staying with a PT school classmate. Oh, okay. Yes. And then when I went to Alabama, I was home, technically home with family. And then when I came out West was with Pam. Pam was like, let's go to Arizona. Okay. I said, what the hell is in Arizona? She was like, my patients say it's beautiful, all this stuff. I was like, Mm-mm. I had cold feet, you know, I had committed and I was ready to decommit. I'm like, no, that's too far. It was a 26 hour road trip. I had to bring my car, Down you know, small town. Yeah. So Down I was like, no, town. I was too afraid. But when I got there, I was in a very small town, Globe, Arizona. I got there after the first week, I said, oh, get me, get me the hell out of here. That's what I wrote my recruiter. I said, get me the hell out of here. Like, this is not going to work. I stayed at that job for nine months, nine months. I was like, I, I began to like it. What happened was they changed the director. And when she left, she, I mean, she was such a huge advocate for therapists. She had such a great relationship with the doctors. Like they respected our position, which is rare. You know, sometimes the, totally. the, the, yeah, they don't respect you as therapists and they respected her and therefore they respected the department. I loved working under her. So she left. And when she left, I was like, oh, that's it. I got to go. So I left and that, but I stayed in Arizona for three years, but that job, I stayed for nine years and yeah, nine, nine months, nine months, excuse me. Yeah. Nine months. Yeah. So you and Pam both went to Arizona, just different jobs. Yeah. She was in Tucson. I was in Globe. And then after that, we took uh, jobs at the same we were like it's a package deal it's, you got two therapists coming yeah. in that worked out for quite yeah. a bit yeah we did a couple yeah. couple people locations like it was now. it was great it was so much fun it was like two people like they had to get adjusted to two new people at once yeah. and then we got and i got to know pam in a different way which she's my roommate she's my friend we studied together all this stuff right preliminary before becoming therapist but when she was doing her work and she was in georgia i was in new york you know we never really got to experience being colleagues mm-hmm. we work you know we're colleagues because we're therapists but so i got to learn like wow you know and, and vice versa she i think pam thinks i'm crazy you know and so it was funny because she would tell me she would tell me things like yanni you really articulate yourself very well in those meetings i'm like 
well thank you Pam. you know <laughs> oh you're expecting Pam. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i think the bar bar was very low <laughs> but yeah we we had good times that was i would recommend that if you were Dude, gonna no one has come on the show in that capacity so you know this has inadvertently become a talk about um travel pt which before you guys listening i was thinking about doing like a compilation travel pt episode and i have a bunch of different friends and different stages of things who are doing travel pt and yanni was one of them but i took so long to make that episode a lot of them stopped traveling mm. uh, so i switched it and i brought julie and sean on um and now you know yanni's on but yanni's doing different things but it is cool to be able to talk about this in terms of your travel pt and the concept or the idea of going with a friend no mm. one has ever said that right like everyone people go like with their partner their spouse whatever and like of course they're going together but that's like a phenomenal idea and a great way to go and travel around the country and learn new things and i love that you went in all these different settings mm-hmm. how was it being i mean you're from a small town so i think in my humble opinion you have a leg up on that because you're from a smaller town mm-hmm. so perhaps going to a small town isn't so shocking but were you in a lot of small towns big towns what was that like yeah i was I will say Globe, Arizona, I don't know the population count, but, um, to, I'm, you know, obviously, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm African-American. <laughs> I didn't, I was there nine months, like I said, I didn't treat a single African-American patient, yeah. not one. And so I was definitely in an unfamiliar environment, far away from home, um, small town. Like, I got pulled over by the cops one time in that town. He interrogated me for, like, 20 minutes no wow. lie made me get outside my car um yeah so you know be, being alone being in these unfamiliar areas you know you're a new face in totally. the grocery store because these are not big places mariposa population mm-hmm. was two thousand. my i come from a small town and our population is six thousand. This, <laughs> this place had one traffic light you know what i mean like where i was at so me like being comfortable within my own skin and managing and doing my job no problem but i'm aware that I stick out in these places, mm-hmm. you know, especially, uh, especially not so much like the job, not so much, you know, practice and totally. PT, but totally. more like in being life. within the community. Yeah. Exactly. You know, who's this person that just moved in? Everyone knows because it's, it's a small, small area. Town. Exactly. So, but I was in some big areas. I was in Phoenix. I was in okay. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, uh, close to, what was that? Up North? I forget. But anyway, I had some big places, okay, you know, so you had a little bit of a balance. Mix. Was, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I was going to ask, until the question went right in my head, I wanted to ask you more about the, where was it? <sighs> I was like, I'm taking a totally different direction, but I was like, I wanted to keep going with the, the traveling there. And one of the reasons that I, that I brought Yanni on uh, was so that you guys could see someone who didn't have this super set trajectory. So oftentimes I bring people on and it may sound like, like they knew that this is what they wanted to do and then they wanted to go to the next thing or, you know, their story twists and turns a little bit, but it feels like they always had this kind of like this directionality, overall directionality to them. Whereas with Yanni, you know, she's by no means like fumbling and trying to find her way, but Yanni really has, if you've been listening to the story thus far, there wasn't like a set plan of like, this is what I'm going to do and then I'm going to move here and then I'm going to end up in this thing. I'm going to have this position and then I'm going to go and become the director of this clinic and then, you know, and then that, then she does that and realizes she doesn't like it and ends up with something else. Mm-hmm. No, Yanni's kind of been Yanni, very much Yanni style. I think this is, speaks to your personality of like, I'm going to go with it. One of the things that I really do like that you've been saying is this word afraid, right? It's it's really interesting. Now I remember my question. <laughs> it's really interesting. If you guys watch Yanni on social media and her handle is Yanni style, Y-O-N-N-I-E style. <laughs> uh, if you watch her on Instagram, Yanni looks like nothing scares her. 
Yanni jumps off of stuff. Yanni is throwing stuff. Yanni is lifting stuff. It's Yanni style. And there's a, a fierce physicality to it. So it's really nice to hear you say, and you're actually probably the first person I've ever seen, I think you wrote it in your story, be afraid or be scared, but do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that really like, everything you're saying right now speaks to that, where you're like, I don't really know about Arizona, mm-hmm. but you did it. Right. And I see it like the other day, you jumped up to that bar. I don't know how high that bar was, that pull-up bar. Oh. I would have been scared, <laughs> but you, I probably wouldn't have done it, honestly. Oh, what you talking about when it was... It was like super high. Oh, I had to jump up you there. You had to jump up there, and then you're like, <laughs> and you did it. Be scared, but do it anyway. So my question that I, that I remember is, given the Yanni style, you love doing all this like calisthenic body weight, just dynamic stuff. That's not really the setting that you were in. How did that jive? in terms of treatment, like where you're like, oh, I'm going to lose these skills or I wish I could do more of this or what was that like? Well, I guess to the point of not really having an idea of what I'm doing, you know, once I became a PT, I just knew I got the degree. um, I'm done with college. Now I'm going off to, to just be the best therapist that I can be, right? But I never really did mix therapy with my own workouts, Mm -hmm, like my own training. Totally. What really did happen for me in PT school was the desire to train. I played college basketball for four years. I played college softball for a year. Um, I was always athletic, always in shape. Like it's something that I pride myself on, something that I, you know, value, right? When I was in PT school, it was, I don't know about you. I actually heard you and I I think one of your interviews or something, you were like, PT school was not that hard for you. Yeah, I, t- I had a totally different experience. Like, this shit was hard to me. Excuse me. I don't know if I can find it. It was a challenge for me. And I remember actually going to one of my um, advisors, Dr. Montgomery. I love her to death. She's like the mom that if you even if you have a mom, you still want her to be your mom, yeah. too. You know, she was amazing. But she sat me down and it was it boiled down to my time management skills, which is why I was becoming overwhelmed in school. They give you such a huge volume of work mm-hmm. and they're like try to figure it out and if you can't then you're out of here you know what I mean <laughs> like I really do feel like it's a test to see if you can do, can you get through it yeah, yeah can you get it's not so much the you know the, the complexity yeah. of it yeah it's just like can you get I'm through it I hundred Yanni I agree a hundred percent right so 100%. I was I was having trouble managing the the uh the volume of work and as a as a competitive person as someone that loves to succeed at things I was thinking I was I was being defeated. So almost to prevent the defeat, I was like, I, I don't know if I want this anymore. I think I should quit. You know, so totally. I had to manage my time and with managing my time in PT school, it excluded me from working out. I couldn't work because like what yeah. I would do in the gym, you see what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's just Johnny me style. sharing a, a snippet. But what I would go to the gym and exhaust myself and I would come back and I wouldn't have the ability to focus on all the shit we were supposed to be mm-hmm. reading and studying, you know, and preparing for. So I had to back off from the gym and I did. And so I missed it. I really, really missed it. So I made a promise to myself. I said, when I get out of here, I'm going to, I cannot wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna go to the gym every day. Like it was just something that I just, I craved because yeah. I wasn't, I'm, I, you got to understand we practice three, four hours a day, six days a week. Like totally. that's where I'm coming from that background. Life. And I'm not even able to go out for a run because I would feel, I would do that sometimes. I would just be like, yo this has to wait I'll go for a run and I would feel good but I couldn't do that every day because it's just the way I needed to study and the way I needed to feel comfortable with the material I would put a lot of hours in so that was it it was a promise I made to myself once I get out of PT school I'm gonna go crazy in the gym I can't wait I went to New York 
I'm from Alabama, as I mentioned earlier, but my first job was in New York. I have a lot of family there, but I didn't have the family that I have there is when we would come visit in the summers, it was like, oh, they're in town. So everybody was ready to God, yeah. meet up, hang out and stuff like that. I'm living here now. It's not the same. People have their own lives. So I had no friends, <laughs> really. Anybody, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had no I had no no friends. The gym became my friend. I would go after work, before work, whatever. And so that that crea- it, it took on a whole different identity yeah. from work. I would go to work treat my patients sometimes in a hospital sometimes outpatient people can't walk their own crutches etc so compromise and me as like what I that commitment I made to myself that appreciation for my able body I'll go to the gym and that's kind of it's such a contrast but I didn't feel deprived like dang I wish I could do my client my patients like this I didn't it was just and then you've never had the desire to I I think it's one thing I struggle so much with like you never had the desire to be like, hey, I can do all this stuff. doesn't mean you have to be able to do this stuff, but like this would be more fun if you could do more of this stuff or like. Yes. Yeah. And then that's why I feel now where it's brought me to where I am now. I like it. Is wanting to train. And I say train, but with a bit of a sophistication of I have a physical therapy background. Therefore, I know biomechanically what's going on. Um, I know how to rehab you if something is to happen to you. But now that I've gotten you out of a state of pain or, or dysfunction or injury or whatever, let's play. I do like the play aspect. And that's what we don't have as physical therapists, you know, depending on the setting. It's maybe more private. They get to, you know, uh, take you longer beyond beyond that that finish line where you've gotten better. So that's, that's where I'm at now is like, I still treat people, but I love to take them beyond that. Like, let's make you more resilient. Let's make you more yeah. robust. Let's have fun. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's definitely brought me here. But way back earlier, I, I was just like, you guys are going to, you know, work on sit to stand transfers. And tonight I'll be jumping off of, you know, <laughs> so there's like, that is that separation. Yeah. It's sure. okay to have, for did sure. you ever feel like you were losing, I guess maybe, the answer would be no because you were working on it yourself. But did you ever, f- I know that for me, part of the fear was if I went into like an acute care setting, I'd lose, you guys can't say me doing air quotes over here, <laughs> I'd lose my ortho skills. Did you feel like in these other settings, I know, I, I'm pretty sure it's a concern of other people that, you know, haven't gone to other settings, settings. Did you at all feel like, oh, like I'm not, I'm losing my manual skills. I'm losing my exercise, my exercise prescription skills by being in these other kind of settings yes and no um it was never a fear that I lose them because I was I was curious like to know what all these other settings entailed on a on a more like I'm in charge uh a position rather than being a student and learning like that so but what I learned when okay I've gone to settings where this therapist has been here her whole career 18 years 12 years or so right and she's She's like a seasoned vet within that setting, but she's so green mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and her skills are not sharp yep, all around. Yep. And what I can say for myself and I mean others that have probably done the traveling thing in multiple settings, because there are some travelers that only say I'm only going outpatient and they won't go in. They, they have no desire to go into yeah. other settings, you know, so that's them and whatever, but no judgment there. I'm just saying me, what I realized when I would go, I would go to these places that would say they would have an outpatient um, clinic attached to a hospital and when I tell them like oh I can float they're like what 
So there would be, an, in that setting, there would be an outpatient uh, therapist that had no clue what to do in the hospital. Totally. And then there would be a therapist in the hospital that had no clue what yeah. to do. And I was like a unicorn. I could literally go back and forth. And to this day, my, I think my resume kind of represents that. And people pick me. You know, I'm able to, to take the jobs and the jobs that seem really popular, like they'll uh, I get chosen for them. And I think it's because of that. Like I can just change, interchange. Yeah. So I realized I sharpened my tools. I became a jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. Yeah. I'm not particularly skilled in all of them, but I, I know I can do, yeah, you can do more than you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a master of one single thing, which is great. Like I'm listening and I'm like, yeah, I've been that person that's like, I am an outpatient. I don't want to go into yeah. the hospital. I don't want to see any lines and tubes. Right, right. I don't want any of that shit. So yeah. like that is a tremendous skill set. You guys listening, maybe if you're thinking about going into traveling, no matter if you're a new grad or not, like, Yanni's bringing up points that I know. First of all, guys, I'm sorry. I'm so stuffy. I'm like getting more progressively stuffier as we go through this. But You sound pretty good to I, me. I can tell. I can oh. hear. I'm like, it's stuffy. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> thank you, Yanni. <laughs> but Yanni's bringing up points that I know for certain that no one else has brought up on this podcast of just the value of going in all these different settings and actually wanting to go into these different settings. That's pretty unique. I think one of the things that we're seeing, like right now is a great time to be a PT. You know, there's like a PT, res PT renaissance, we'll say, is going on, and a cash-based revolution and all this other stuff. But I think it's also scaring people into thinking they have to pick something right out of the, right out of the gate, right mm -hmm. off the bat. I, I have to know if I want to do ortho or neuro or peds. You know, I brought Julie and Sean on, and that was kind of the discussion we had early on was like, you know, you know Julie feeling a little bit like concerned about not having a specific niche and not really you know where sean like knew he like, wants to do this outpatient stuff and you know possibly have his own kind of practice and it can be really i don't know disheartening disenchanting when you see other people around you that are like i want to do this thing like i know the the way so i think it's incredibly valuable this is another reason i, I brought you on it's coming out as we talk mm -hmm. like that you don't have to have these things super set you have plenty of time to figure them out and there is actually so much value in figuring it out as you go and trying all these it's not just like oh well you you survived mm -hmm. it's like no you figured it out you gained a, a tremendous skill set that made you a unicorn and you were thriving mm -hmm. so i want to kind of keep on keep in line with that and you've done some really cool stuff like not that that stuff isn't cool <laughs> but you've done some really cool stuff and i don't know how much you can say but like working with like famous people mm -hmm. and you know, being on game shows and such. <laughs> How did you go from, you know, being travel PT to all these experiences? And you can talk about what are those experiences mm -hmm. you're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will say this. I was traveling at the time. I think I had about three, maybe four weeks left on a contract um, in... I can't think of the name of this, the town right now. It just it escapes me. But anyway, I was with what Pam. State? We were in California, oh, okay. central okay. California, and, or maybe northern, kind of like Sonoma County up there, wine okay. country. Okay. And uh, Pam and I both were at this clinic together. And I had, um, I think, three, maybe four weeks left on the contract. We're almost done. Finish line's in sight. I get a call from a, she was a PY2. Did y'all call it that in school? Okay. We had PY1. I'm hearing PYT. No. <laughs> PY1, PY2, PY3. Professional year one, professional. That's how they rank the classes in PT school. So I was, okay. so when I was a PY1. So first year. My first year. year. Yeah, she okay. was a PY2. And so she wasn't in my class per se, but she was within the school when yes. I was coming through. 
And she called me out of the blue. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I had her uh, number. Oh, so she had your number? Yeah, okay. she did. She still had it, same number. And um, her name's Dr. Tiffany Davenport. She hit me up and was like, hey, Yanni, are you still traveling? I said, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, Pam and I are both in, you know, California. And so she's like, well, I think I have an opportunity for you, but I don't know. Um, if it'll work, they, they're looking for a physical therapist. I was like, they, who, you know, and she was like, uh, two chains, two chains, um's management. They're looking for a physical therapist. I was like, wait, what the two chains, you know, like that. And she was like, yeah. Uh, can I give them your number? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so, so she did, um, had the conversations, the important conversations and long story short, they hired me on to go on tour with him. And, uh, I let me tell you this in my mind I knew I was going to do it if they I was eager like hoping for the experience alone even though I knew it was going to be something completely out of my um realm of possibility like I didn't even think this could happen you know but I knew I was going to do it and it's funny because Pam and I had a conversation it was two things that I think low-key she was guilting me into she was like you're going to just leave your contract and I was like yes yeah yeah and so she was like but yanni what about if you need to come back i'm like uh they're gonna get somebody else anyway like you know that was one thing and then the other thing was i'm going in an unfamiliar environment like i've treated in multiple settings you know multiple areas but i've never treated on a tour bus i've never treated you know like that and so (laughs) so i was i was hopeful for that experience but you know, Pam was giving me all kinds of, you know, think about this, think about that type of thing. So I definitely thought it, uh, thought it through and um, made the decision to go on the tour. So that was cool. I, he was like one of my first clients, like celebrity client, I guess you can say. And uh, it was cool. It was a really cool experience. How did she have the hookup with him? Like how, what happened there? Tiffany, is that what you said? Yeah, name? excuse me. Um, Tiffany is, I don't know, but I think what I know is that fraternity. Like they went to the, oh. his, like somebody from his team and her went to like a same college or within similar fraternity, whatever. Somebody knew somebody, but they knew she was a PT and they reached out to her and she was unable to do it. So she passed it along. Alley oop to me. I was so grateful. I was just like, thank you. You know, and I had a cool experience. I learned a lot aside from just patient care, like taking care of my, my patient. I had a cool freaking experience what was it like, like what, what was a typical i guess every day is different but like what does a pt for a famous person on the road on tour what do they what do, you do well so uh aside from treating him right because tr- we know what treatment entails right yeah. so whatever you got to take care of the di- the, the, the client the diagnosis whatever um it was a lot of hurry up and wait you know a lot of that because he has a schedule i'm not the priority in this case, his priority is performing. He's that's how that's his breadwinner. You know, his 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 money maker. He's a he's a musician. So when sometimes things would come up and need him and need his attention, and therefore I'm I'm waiting. I'm like a hired service for him, but I'm waiting. You know what I mean? Totally. Like to to uh, right, hurry up and wait. A lot of that, but the, the the concerts were cool. I went every night. I don't think I ever skipped a concert. I learned all his songs by the end of the tour. Um, it was funny. We had a conversation. He was like, I bet you don't know my music. And I was like, yeah, yeah I know that one song, you know, <laughs> he was like, no, you don't sing it. And I was like, I was humming the hook. I was like, see, I knew that one song. And by the end of the tour, I knew all the songs and met a lot of cool people and his, his team in particular, a lot of cool people. But yeah, like that. It was like that. It was really cool private jet tour bus um 
um, lots of travels, new city every day. Like we'll be here and then the next day we were here and the next day we're here. I traveled all over. And unfortunately, I forget which hurricane it was that came through and messed up a lot of things, but we didn't get into Florida. We didn't get into Texas. So it was like a lot of places that we didn't get to go that we were going to go to, but the, the weather didn't allow, but and then you stopped because he was better. Yeah. So once we made it, so I told you I was living in California mm-hmm. and his home is, um, or where, he, where the tour ended was Atlanta. So uh, he had people in Atlanta oh, that okay. could so take like, over. Yeah. 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 So, um, moved on from there. It was so cool, man. And I would do it again. I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it again. <sighs> this is the stuff. Like Yanni didn't come in with these grand, grandiose plans and Still working her ass off, saying yes to things and amazing things happening. Yeah. You also, Yanni, got to compete on a, a, a dope game show. Can you talk about that? Freaking Titan Games. Freaking Titan Games. <laughs> Season one, yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, that was cool. I was unfortunate that I didn't win, but it was it was definitely cool. Um, that, how, did you even do, how did you even find out about Titan Games? Like, that opportunity, I thought was somebody with a, you know, joking. I got a DM from somebody I didn't recognize and was like, I think you should apply for this show. And I was like, uh, this doesn't seem real. Clicked on the link. I was like, this is an official NBC website. It does have The Rock on it. I was like, mm. So I wrote him back like, is this real? You know, I sent this to my brother. My brother was like, yo, that looks legit. And so um, the guy was telling me, he was like, you should apply. I think you would, I think you would at least contend to be on the show yeah so I said okay and the cool thing about that was I I didn't have a uh uh you had to have an audition tape in my audition tape I was reaching out to people to get to do it because I'm like I don't know how to do this and so I reached out to this one guy and the guy he just I remember him saying he's like I'm not gonna beat you over the head I got you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know take advantage of I got you I got you I was like all right cool the audition tape requirement was three minutes he was he waited two days to get back to me he was like here's what i can do i can record it give you one minute and it's gonna be like 3k i was like wait what uh, <laughs> wait, next wait, 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 i'll be using my iphone <laughs> exactly that's just what i told him i said wait I, this is for an opportunity exactly, on like, to get on the show. i'm not on no, the show no, you know no, yeah so he, no. and then it's funny because no. i mentioned it to some of the la people and they were like yeah that's pretty standard i'm like what no. for so i literally did it with my phone yes and with, my girl. <laughs> i used my iphone earbuds and i recorded myself with it that was the microphone and it was so funny because when i showed That's up for girl. the audition right <laughs> i showed up for the audition the guy was telling me he's like he brought me to the side i don't, I don't know if i can say it i mean i can say it but he brought me to the side he was like just want to let you know that your audition tape was one of the best he was like we had to um edit everyone else's but we didn't have to do much to yours yours was just a little longer it was like three minutes and like 10 seconds so they said they had to chop it so that it wouldn't be beyond yeah three minutes they said but yours we didn't have to do much too i was like what (laughs) so i was proud of myself for that yeah you know (laughs) yanni that's so good thank you that's so good Uh, so what was the experience like for people that don't know can you tell them what the titan games was what was the experience like let me tell you what the experience was it was a big question mark we didn't know what does that even mean the titans when i was completing my audition tape i didn't know how to like say i want to be a titan like i don't even know if are we fighting the titans are we what are we doing are we yeah are we titans like i didn't even know so that's what i was like uh what is this so i had a big question mark going in but what i like i love competition i love obstacle course things like that right that's style. <laughs> that's i love i don't know whose style it is but i loved it so we went for the uh the uh, audition aka we had to do some on-camera stuff but we also did um 
a, a competition like it was like a combine that's what they called it like a combine with several stations and they tested us agility jumping strength pulling p- jumping over walls like all kinds of cool stuff right had a camera crew and everything and it's like 100 people in this big thing that's cool. yeah and so that I, I just assumed from that experience it was going to be something like that, but we still don't know. None of us did. Nobody knew what we, because it's no, it's no show. Yeah, it's brand new. I, bet, I imagine it's kind of like the people that ever did American Ninja Warrior for the first season. Like, that they probably sense. didn't know what they were getting into, but now there's gyms everywhere, yeah, right? Them, yeah, so totally. I imagine people are practicing for the Titan Games by watching the show, kind of getting an idea totally. what to do. So, but what was unfortunate for me, and I say it's unfortunate, it is, it is what it is. I, I messed up my hamstring. You did. Yeah, I really did. And um, it, it put me out of commission. So I didn't think did. it was the that. first activity. I think there were nine stations that we had to do, something like that. And it put me out of commission. I did it on the first one. It was a, it was a sprint, I think I but we had to sprint let's just say that I had to go fast and I felt something really weird that I've never felt before in my leg and um I wasn't I had no power no pushing power no jumping power no nothing off of my right leg my dominant leg so that was the first activity and I was compromised for the rest of the day and so I just I just knew that that was going to be out I even had to go to the medic and he put like icy hot and all kinds of stuff on my leg I knew I was out. Yeah. And um, when they called me a few weeks later, and was like, well, just congratulations, you're on the show. I was like, what? Like, you know? <laughs> so I was just like, wait, what? I am? And I couldn't tell them, like, you know, no, I'm not in, in yeah. running shape. So I just trained upper body. I don't know. Like, I posted the videos all during that time when I, like, when I would go to the gym, little workout snippet. It yeah. was all upper body. I'm talking about I was pulling, I was swinging, I was hopping. I mean, all kinds of stuff, nothing with my legs. I could like hamstring stretch not no weight reach down touch my toes the next day my leg will kind of spasm on me and lock up into knee flexion and I was so I knew I knew I couldn't you know so yeah. that kind of played with me as far it's as like time. how I you know but so therefore I lost you know and I'm not saying that's the reason but I but do you, feel you like couldn't perform. I couldn't yeah. prepare yeah. you know to go perform and my competitor was amazing but yeah that sucked and I don't know people is they they got picked up for season two so All right. yeah, but I won't see me on there because okay. I'm like I, I'm I'm no oh, nah. <laughs> so will we be seeing the answer? Nah, not this season. I hope maybe future down the line if it continues, you know, maybe I'll go out again. But I didn't prepare myself, and so look at these opportunities. I want to keep going with this, Yanni, uh-huh. because you said that you found out about this. Like I messaged you through social media. Yeah. Social media has been a big thing. I from the outward, from outside looking mm-hmm. in, it's been a big thing. Why did you start with social media? What's what's your journey been like? Oh man, so that's funny. I'll tell you why I started. Matter of fact, I thought about this the other day. <laughs> this my social media started in 2012 or 13, I think, and this is why because I was on Facebook. Uh, I say my social media, my Instagram started. I was on Facebook. Thing. Everyone was on Facebook, right? And all yeah. in college and stuff. Exactly. So I just remember when those pictures started popping up. And they were, they had the, the, filters. the cool filters. Yeah. And I'm like, how are people doing this? Like, that was my question. And then um, no one knew. And I'm like, I'm like Googling, like, how are people doing this? And I remember hanging out with one of my friends in New York. And he was like, it's Instagram. I was like, Insta what? Yeah. And he was like, you got to get an Instagram and you can use the filters. So I downloaded the app and I was so excited, you know, like that. <laughs> and amazing. that was it. And That's so- what Instagram was. For you guys listening, I will have our editor Link that link the episode of how I built this 
in the show notes. There's an episode of how I built this as a podcast. I love that. And it's about Instagram Mm -hmm. and why Instagram got started. And Instagram, if you guys don't remember, it was started for filters. And actually, it was started before that. And it jumped off because of, or I should say popped off because Mm -hmm. of the filters. And it was actually the guy's girlfriend who suggested it because it was just for sharing photos. And the guy was like, why are you not, he asked this girlfriend, why are you not sharing photos? And Mm -hmm. she was like, because mine aren't as nice as, you know, Bob's. If you could like maybe have like a filter on there, oh, I would do it. Oh, cool. That's, and it, then That's it, how it's, I oh, remember wow. listening to the story on the plane and I like started crying. I was like, oh my God. This is how it got made. Oh my, oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> That's funny. I bet, I bet the person next to you was like, what the hell is she I was like, crying for? Because this, this thing changed my life because this one woman was like, ah, that's funny. That's so funny. back to Yonster, you wanted some filters. You got them. That was it. That's where I started. But uh, fast forward a little bit more. I started posting because this was no video. There was no yeah. video on Instagram at this time. And so I would post a picture of me in the gym, whether I would be holding a dumbbell. It would always be after my workout. I'd be a little sweaty and I'd post a picture of me in the gym. So all my posts began to be just pictures of me in the gym. One of my little smart ass friends, he was like, yo, you need to create a separate page because all your stuff is just workout stuff. And so I was like, that's not a bad idea. So that's when it became a little bit more specific. So I created Fit Doctor. That used to be Dr. Proc was my mm-hmm. first account. I created Fit Doctor and I just would post my workouts. Then the 15 second clip came on with yeah. videos. Then I'd post a 15 second clip of me, you know, working out. Why? Um, because it was driver? just a new feature. Like, fun. and then nobody could, nobody, you know, before it was like, she looks cool. Now it's like, what is she doing to look cool? And then I would show them. And it was all for the sake of, I would record myself before videos could be posted to social media. I would record myself for feedback. Like, what do I, what am I, am I, wow. am I form? You know, am I doing it right? And then when you could post a video, it was kind of like those videos would go on there. And then people, you know, would share their creative workouts and I would be inspired and I would repeat them. Yeah. So it was like you did it. So why would you say you started the page in general? I know that your friend was like, yo, get your shit out of here. Yeah. But like, what made you want to even share this stuff in the first place? Mm, I can say if I, re- if I'm thinking about it, there was this one girl I played basketball with in, in, in junior college, actually, she had a, all her posts was, was her doing, um, P90X or something oh like that. God. Yeah. So it was like the days, like it'd be day one, day two, uh-huh. you know, out of 90 or whatever. And I thought that was super inspiring. It encouraged me to like, you know, go get my workout on. So I like that. So I was like, you know, I'm going to share when I work out, maybe it would inspire someone else to work out. And so, um, I, that's the, the specificity of the page came from my friend, like, yo, yo, get, get yeah, do a different page. And then I was inspired to even share my workouts on my first page because the girl that I saw from PT's, uh, from, from, from undergrad. Dude, you guys listening, we talk about social media all the time. And this is one of the best reasons to start is to give trying to inspire people to connect when people go on social media and they're like what can i get from this you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. like that's not what the intent of social media is it's just like what can i contribute what can i put out there like i love that this is why you did it where it started yeah <laughs> I, I actually didn't know yanni's like origin story for social media <laughs> even though like most of us that you know I, i'm saying us and this is the group of people we hang out with that we have like in common and like mm-hmm. it's all because of social media but i don't think a lot of us know like why were you on it in the first right place? right like, what were you doing that is so so good so what would you say yanni the, the role of social media has played in your life 
Um, well, now it just takes up a lot of time. <laughs> More than I, you know, love to admit. Um, but connection, I've met a lot of cool i met you I from met, freaking yeah, instagram, instagram you know and when you when you were sharing earlier how you uh said you followed me i guess i followed you back i don't know, I, I don't know how that not. goes yeah but i do remember seeing you do this one exercise that i had never seen before you want to know what it was the paloff press you were lying on your back yeah. and you had the band over yeah. and i was like that looks really cool i'm gonna try that and i tried that yo i use i mean i use it to this day everyone does yeah. now but at the time i had never seen that and i remember that you I'm had a little a bit older than yanni that's all <laughs> just so a, a little that's bit. a little bit older so it was enough you guys listening that should inspire you to put stuff out because it's always new to, to somebody, somebody right exactly it's always new to somebody. and I, you had on like khakis i had and yellow that. khakis i remember <laughs> i had purple shoes and yellow khakis yeah I and i was like that's cool you know and i and i I, but yeah, they were bonobos, actually, guys, <laughs> not khakis. They were a little bit cool. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> bonobos. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've gained a lot of friends. I have, I've had a lot of positive experiences from social media. I know some people have like horror stories, you know, being yeah. judged or trolled or whatever. But honestly, I haven't had that. Your people love you, Yanni. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for them. I like, I call them my Instagram family, my, you know, my Facebook family, like. Yeah. People, I've had, I've, I've met cool people. I've trained cool people. I've um, just interacted and shared stories with cool people. So yeah, I, I, I give Instagram two thumbs up. If you guys aren't following her, definitely do. Uh, I, I think that stories are probably the uh, best part of the platform as it stands now. And Yanni is all up in those stories <laughs> and you're going to hear her whole life and you're going to hear funny stories about her patience and the things that the audacity, yeah, yeah. you should say, of some of the uh, older, <laughs> more mature in age patients yeah, that yeah. she has that say things. To say the, the least. The fruit that she's eating. She, Yanni's on an exotic fruit kick. Uh, it's yeah. exotic to us. Yes. But it's like, you should see all the people from Trinidad. It's like, no, those grow in my backyard. <laughs> well, I live there, so they're yeah. <laughs> well, in yeah. a good way. I've been learning all kinds of things like, I'm terrible at telling the names of the fruit because I don't even know what they are. But I'm like, this tastes good. Y'all should get this. Whatever this is, get it. Yeah, I like that. I like sharing that type of stuff. Uh, Yanni, I want to keep going with this. I'm going to be respectful of your time. I'm Yo, we could you, talk uh, forever. Uh, That's good, right? <laughs> this is good. This, this is fun. real good. This is real good. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I have it written down here. We talked about social media and about uh, training. So you talk about, before social media meeting a ton of people you talked about a little bit earlier how you know you made a pact with yourself like i'm gonna work out because school took it away from me and it does you guys listening that's what happens at school like there's real talk yeah i was terrible at balancing it you know i mean some i think some people can manage it a little bit better maybe you did because it wasn't as challenging i I was just (laughs) but i fell off books like you know let's talk about the first second actually so i will always say that that i found pt school to be easy because I came right out of undergrad and was extremely prepared for how to study and how to do the work. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. And some of the content was repeated. What from was undergrad. your undergrad degree? So I was a human science major, also pre-med. Okay. So like the amount of studying I had to do in undergrad and balance that with division one soccer mm-hmm. wasn't, was insane. Like I had to work so hard in undergrad and really struggled then to go into to PT school. I shouldn't say that it was, you know, objectively easy, but for me, and I think for you as an athlete, you know, if you're not working hard, you're like, it's too easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where it was at. Right. It was just like, it came naturally. So instead of me championing it and being like, oh, you're good at this. It was like, I'm not struggling. Yeah, yeah. It's too easy. So that's that's really where it was at. And I think that one of the biggest things I see with 
PT, PT students and such is like, and school in general, just the, the way the academia works in our, in our country is mm-hmm. like, are you a good test taker? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to fit within this kind of box? There's like a, go ahead. I was going to say that I think that's why my transition to PT school was more of a challenge for me because in undergrad, I was a good test taker. I could memorize the stuff for my test. I would, I had a job. I, you know, I played basketball for four years. It took me five years to get my undergrad degree. My fifth year I worked, I would come home and study in the wee hours of the night, go home, go to, go to class the next day, regurgitate the information mm-hmm. onto the test. And then it was, and I'd chunk it. It was no uh, longer gone. here. Right. So when I got to PT school, I'm like, I need this information. I need, I need to know how to do this, you know, cause I got to go to a clinical you know in a couple months you know so the pressure was just a little bit more and once I started to not juggle it properly I started to be defeated and I was like I gotta get out of here but Ah, thanks to Dr. Montgomery yeah yeah she she was like uh you need to time manage and when I realized that I spent way too much time on Facebook (laughs) it was like too much time on Facebook that's what it was I would check Facebook like every let me tell you I don't know this may be helpful for someone um that's bad at time management like me but she basically gave me a college rule piece of paper and you write the time you wake up and so it was seven eight nine every hour that was it, just on the side. And she made me for like a week write what I did every like hour. Facebook, Facebook. Yeah, and so I realized Facebook, how Facebook. I would deviate. I would get on Facebook and I would spend like, oh, that was 45 minutes there. Oh, wow, this was so-and-so called me and I sat and talked to them. And I realized I had way, much, way more time than I thought. And so um, just visualizing seeing exactly what I was doing with my my time was made me yeah. realize that oh you could get so much more done and I did and so thanks shout out to Dr. Montgomery dude I like that you guys listening I know we have a lot of students that are listening and that's the thing like I do read on some of the posts I think it was one actually today or yesterday someone wrote and they were like I'm in the second quarter like drowning in mm. school and it was just like maybe this is one of the things that you're experiencing where it's a time management kind of thing and you're like how do I how do I learn all of this and remember it forever and like balance being a good student and a good person and volunteer <laughs> and cook your cancer and work out so this may be something for you guys to think about get that old school paper i don't even know you buy that anymore but you go to amazon <laughs> right yeah 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 <laughs> and get some college rule paper and write down each hour because that is what gets measured what gets tracked gets improved mm-hmm. so hands down yep so where where i was going with that in, in in terms of you know what you're telling us so far uh, and kind of tying it all together is where you're at now so you like you said you went to pt school you still you had to pack with yourself of like i want to be able to work out you are doing that a ton now you were able to balance that when you were a pt and like having this uh i don't want to say two lives but you're treating this way and then like working out and doing this you alluded to the fact that now you've kind of been able to marry the two what does that look like it's more of a hybrid approach because i'm taking more cash clients that i will explain to them how once I get you from where you are right now point a to point b this is where you desire to be but so that you say like we can reduce the possibility of you coming back to point a let's work on these things let's build these things out and so I just more encourage more of a training approach and just being resilient overall not something specific to your right hip or specific to your great toe you know it's like we're working on the whole the whole picture so I like that, you know, and, but, and then I also get people who reach out to me just for training because of my training style, even though I don't really promote that. People are like, I love the way you work out. I want to work out but, with you. But if I could tell you, <laughs> so I, you know, so I get some people who aren't injured or have these issues and they, they want to just train. So I like that. I, I love What's to do setting? both. 
uh, in the gym, like a, you know. So what is that like? I, I'm I'm pulling this out of you for anyone that's listening and like, oh, maybe I want to do that. Okay. What does this look like logistically? We're in a, I sometimes take people in either in their home and that's kind of the, the foundational stuff. Like I can do a lot of things with you on my treatment table. I can do a lot of things within the space of your living room. That's just getting you out of danger, you know, out yeah. of pain, out of this catastrophe. Once you're there, then I will say, hey, we can go to these different gyms. So they're just like, not so much commercial gyms, but the I, I treat out this amazing place in West Hollywood. Um, it's called Heavy HVY. It's a really nice private gym. Um, comes with all these amenities and the space and the equipment is top notch. So I do get a lot of people to transition to um, to to working in a gym for for just overall strength, just kind of being a better human. And continuing with this kind of nuances of it, the logistical side of things, how are you getting these people? Um, word of mouth, honestly. I don't think I, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not the mo- the best and the most savvy at marketing and, you know, yes. get, getting yes. my, yeah. I, I mean, I'm Yanni. telling you my strengths and weaknesses here. <laughs> so <laughs> that's definitely a weakness of mine. But I have been so fortunate that people have said, oh, I worked with her and she was amazing. Now you should go to her. And I've go. been getting, you know, some referrals that way. But um, I also picked up this concierge uh company you know that's kind of been supplemental for me it's not so much like my passion and yeah, where i'm trying to go na- safety net Hold right hell yeah yeah so this is a concierge company and i go see people within their home but these aren't it's not home health home health is more so for someone who's too compromised to even come out of their home this is for i work with the 20 year old who broke his ankle i work with a young lady who tore acl twice i work with this lady who twice. has neck pain these are people that their their schedules won't allow them to fit the schedule of a clinic. So they're like, can you come see me at 5.30 at my house? And it's kind of been working out, you know. It's limited, but you have to be creative. And again, I have so Perfect many experiences, yeah, with That's different funny. settings, different people, you know, different diagnoses, and um, and it's working in my, in my favor. You guys listening, this is 100% why I brought Yanni on. This is the journey. So what she just gave you there was like the journey to cash-based PT where despite what you may see or read or hear, you know, whether you're looking at my journey or anyone else's or anyone that I bring on here, it, it oftentimes doesn't happen overnight. It oftentimes isn't this like super strategic plan thing or this straight and narrow. Again, I just did the straight and narrow. And so I said that. It's not the straight and narrow path. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, kind of detours and you're figuring out things as you go and there's nothing wrong with having a safety net. I actually encourage it. I say, all, I say this all the time. Things started in desperation. They don't end well. So if you start a side gig and you're like, this is my thing. I have to make all the money doing this. It will not end well. Right? Mm. There is some, some something to be said about urgency and it forces you to do things. But if there's more desperation than urgency, oftentimes it ends poorly and then you end up going back to that thing you didn't want to fucking be in anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might as well do a little bit of that so that you have some of that safety and then maybe you stay up later. You're working on weekends. Yanni has a crazy schedule. It is, uh, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock right now on a Saturday. Um, this is when we got together because our schedules didn't really meet up before then because I'm like, I'm going to the beach, Yanni. And Yanni's like, I'm treating 70 people. I'm like making my money. I'm like, you know, traveling around and doing things she wants to be doing. So this is the the journey that I want you guys to see that it's that you don't need to have this super set up uh, path. And it's very important that you do not compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. I love having Yanni on right now because she just told you chapters one through 10 and she still has so many 
ahead of her. So many things that she's trying to do. And I hope that she's giving you guys permission to take your own journey. And you don't have to be so scared. Like, I just graduated. I have to go do this thing so I can get rid of my loans. And I have to work a million hours. And I see people chasing jobs they don't want because they're really so scared about these loans. Like, you have options with things. There is no fire. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Yanni, I'm looking at the time. We're going to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Two questions. One, I already talked about it before, but if the people want to hit you up, they want to find you, how can they do that? Uh, You can hit me up on Instagram, Yanni Style, Y-O-N-N-I-E, Style, all one word. Um, Also, you can email me at yannistyle at gmail.com. Yep. Easy. That will be in the show notes. You guys know, as per always, Yanni Style across the board. And my final question for you, Yanni, ask everyone that comes on here. Any last words, final words, departing words that you want to give to the people? Yeah, I guess I can give some parting words to the people. <laughs> um, on just, just, uh, just anything? Whatever you want to leave them with, Yanni. All right. Look both ways before you cross me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say that, you know, there's so much out there, right? There's so much information. There's so many people. Um, there's so many people's journeys that they're sharing and stuff like that. But be inspired by your own journey, you know, and and and, and compete with no one. Compete with yourself. And I think, because I heard what you said. You said, you know, you're doing all the things and, you know, you got this and you got that talking about me. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, if only you knew how how much more I, I, what more gears I can go to, you know? And so, um, be inspired by your own potential, by your own, you know, possibilities and, 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 and don't, don't compare your journey. Don't compare your journey to the next person. Stay in your lane, you know? Um, so good. Yeah. Thank you. That's my girl. (laughs) Drop the mic, but they're expensive and I'm also attached to her head. (laughs) We're not dropping any mics here. Yanni, thank you. Thank you. This was a great one. So I will bring Yanni on again. One of the things I do is I bring people on when they're launching something, promoting something, so that you guys can get exposed to this person and hear about it. And also, ideally, it kind of benefits them too. So this way, everyone wins. I've been pushing Yanni. It's one of the reasons she's over tonight because we're trying to talk about some business stuff. So I will bring her on again when she's ready to launch stuff. But I love that she said, you know, how many more gears she has. And my question is, do you know how many more gears you have? I see it. I don't know. I, I see you. You have like an infinite number. Yeah, it's, it's that's what I mean. It's I don't know that number. It's it's that's infinite, good. but I'm I'm excited. That's it. I'm excited. That's it. You guys listening, I hope that you are excited and inspired by Yanni's journey and Yanni's tale. But like she said, you don't have to compare yourself. Compare yourself to yourself. To yourself. And remember be scared, but do it anyway. All right. Going to wrap it up. If you like the episode, actually, let's back it up one second. One, thank you. I know you guys could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us for like an hour here. So we do not take that lightly. Thank you. The ask for today. If you liked the episode, get a few stars, preferably five. If you loved it, share it with someone who you think it could help someone who perhaps is, you know, a little lost on their journey, someone who thinks that they have to, you know, they're kind of having a little bit of anxiety thinking that they have to have everything all planned out. Because like Yanni said, there's twists and turns. Compare yourself to yourself. All right. Officially wrapping it up this time. Until next time, friends, Dr. Yanni and Maestro. Maestro.